0: It's about that time for another episode of Mr. Right Now. I'm here with you today with a special guest. Her name is Ash Oldfield, author of the Rasheya series. It's a fantasy series. Uh, So I'm gonna let her uh, talk a little bit about herself first. Go ahead, Rash.
1: Hello, Um, so yeah, my name is Ash Oldfield. As you said, I'm a writer from Australia. I've been writing full-time for 10 years now uh, of middle grade and young adult fantasy about dragons. As you very rightly said, the Rasheya series. Um, I don't really know what else to say. I sort of live and breathe writing. So there's not a whole lot else to my life to tell you about.
0: That's fair. That's (laughs) honestly envious that you can do that and that be your your main focus. Um, Actually, that really begs the question. I mean, how often do you write?
1: Oh, I mean, at the moment, it's a little bit different because I've got a child now. Yeah, sure. Um, So I used to do tutoring in the evening. i used to be a teacher so teach i taught at an evening school and write all day so i'd write all day every day teach all night every night um now i only get to write once or twice a week
0: okay so
1: yeah for about four or five hours a week oh
0: wow okay that's still pretty productive though
1: yeah it's pretty good yeah yeah
0: uh it actually kind of the opposite for me because i teach during the day but then (laughs) try to write at night once the kids are asleep so uh but actually you
1: wouldn't get much time
0: that's why I just stay up late I'm too stubborn I figure you know what if the kids are asleep by nine then I'm not going to bed at nine I need to stay up and actually get something done because it's my time you know and I'm I'm sure exactly same way for you right um yeah yeah uh you know yeah you you fit
1: it in where you can don't you
0: right sure yeah and especially you know I mean when you have an idea or something just really needs Mm. to come out like the last thing you want to do is go to sleep and lose that right so
1: yeah um, exactly yeah although I was just complaining I was complaining to my husband that i can't edit when i'm tired so i can write i can create when i'm tired but when you've got to focus on every individual word mm-hmm. i really i can't have a fuzzy brain for that so that's when weekends come in and sure kick him out of the house for the day <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh
0: that's yeah, nice editing Lucky yeah you. <laughs> um yeah and if anything it's funny editing I feel sometimes just puts me to sleep sometimes because you're just sitting there staring at the screen yeah and, you know just it is very meditative look. isn't it yeah yeah absolutely um so going back to you know your series
1: mm-hmm. uh, when did
0: you first get the idea for this series
1: um so 2012 10 years ago okay uh, i first got the idea uh, i had been to wales which was where my dad's from Okay. And they just have dragon statues everywhere. That's cool. And I'd been, I'd been writing a Welsh mythology and I was really unhappy with it. And I really, I thought, you know, I used to love writing. Why? Like, I'm not loving it. I'm just going to write a silly short story. What can I write about? Oh, there's a dragon statue. I'll write about a dragon. And that just, it brought forth all these questions that I wanted answers. Of. Well, how does a dragon learn how to be a dragon? And so I came up with this idea for Dragon School. Um, based off this tv show i love which is called the worst witch which is a british um, tv school about a boarding school with witches so yeah from there i just kind of created the whole series um had the ending in mind and wrote the whole trilogy to get to that ending
0: when did the last book come out is that recent
1: it came out last year okay yeah so my first book was published five years ago okay uh it's a really long story it was kind of held up with publishers and stuff before I self-published um and yeah so then I published the first book then a year later the second book and then had my son so got pushed back by a couple of years and then
0: Uh, yeah yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah, so just finished the series last year
0: okay that's still pretty amazing though for all three books uh, you know to be done that quickly
1: I don't um, think I'll ever finish a series that quickly again. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it, it the was fact that
0: fun. you have to say again makes it impressive anyway. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that it's already happened.
1: Uh, how long was it between your two books?
0: Whew, uh, about five years.
1: Oh um, wow! Okay. Yeah. yeah. And
0: so, it, but it, it's it's the same thing. I mean, you know, kids, and mm. I mean, you're, you said your your son is pretty young, and it's kind of the same thing how that worked out where. You know, sometimes you just don't have the energy to,
1: to yeah. get
0: to it. And um, my first book was published 2017, and okay. I want to say I think for the second book I wrote maybe the first chapter or so pretty quickly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, it was um, something that was in my head that I knew I wanted to start off that way. And then all of a sudden, I think it must have been like a year and a half later, I realized, wow, I never.
1: <laughs> you never kept All going this,
0: yeah i never kept going <laughs> yeah. with it so um but that's just the way it goes sometimes and yeah uh, my, you know, my plan is to not make it another five years between <laughs> this one and the next one just this is, for me it's uh, intended for four not three so
1: okay. you know it's not even yeah. like
0: the next book is going to be the end of it so we'll see see how it turns my- out
1: my series was supposed to be four okay. and then I, I fell pregnant and I just thought I was getting emails from eight-year-olds when's the book coming out so I just thought <laughs> you know what I'll merge books three and four to make three books um, and it actually turned out to be better for the series it wasn't as bloated as I think it would have been okay so um, I cut out a, but it was because I was going to be introducing new a lot of new characters in okay. free right. um so I sort of had the idea of like books one and two were like part one of the story books three and four part two of the story and I just got rid of all of that
0: (laughs) sometimes like yeah like you said sometimes that makes it easier you know just Mm. um I think uh I think that's what ended up happening to George Martin with um the Game of Thrones series where he ended up having to split a book in half because it had so many characters
1: yeah because it was too big yeah
0: yeah um um,
1: I've had coffee with George Ara Martin what he's a lovely guy <laughs> yeah. oh
0: wow do tell
1: <laughs> yeah uh, my husband works in marketing so he okay. done the marketing um for the company that had brought george rr R. martin out to australia so that's got amazing me, got me the in and had, had a lovely chat with him it was just before i published okay the first I just you and him uh, there were a few other people as okay. well. Yeah, a handful but of
0: people. You actually yeah. spoke to him and conversed? Yeah, and...
1: I spoke to him and That's then it. he did like a big speech and he kept like directing his answers to me in the speech. <laughs> I'm like, oh, and another thing that we were talking about earlier it was this. And I had a friend who was in the audience and he's like, wow, like you were like a star for the day. I was like, he was just so nice. So whenever people criticize him for not finishing the series, I'm like, no, he's a lovely man. You leave <laughs> him alone. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, not
0: as cool as you, but um, so I'm from New Jersey and in the U.S. on the East Coast. Yeah. And he's originally from the same state. He moved out west a while back. And so he came back to New Jersey, I want to say a few years ago and did just a really intimate um, like talk. You know, with, I don't want yeah. to say when, intimate, when I say intimate, I must have been like a thousand people in a, in a <laughs> yeah. theater. Right. And so yeah. you had to get you know your tickets pretty early and I managed to score a ticket and it's just like you said you know while we were all waiting for i think his fifth book to come out everybody was just uh yeah. let's oh, this what's wrong with this guy you know and, and, <laughs> and then i went to this thing and sat sat down and listened to him talk and you know he made it clear he said you know i don't want to be the enemy you know i am trying my best yeah. and doing this and that and he came across as just like you said a really nice genuine guy who's yeah. you know doing everything he can to get the book out for the people you know, who are waiting for it, so.
1: Yeah, and um, I mean, it's not easy to write a book, let alone such big books. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I think people have high expectations.
0: <laughs> uh, so, now that you've finished this series, what uh, comes mm. next in terms of writing?
1: Uh, so, I'm working on a young adult urban fantasy set in Melbourne, where I'm from. Oh, cool. And do you remember that, how I said I was writing about Welsh mythology? Mm-hmm. That's all now coming into this current series, completely like completely different but the stories i was writing about are informing this this series so that's amazing um yeah it's i i would say it's three quarters of the way finished oh
0: wow okay is it a standalone or
1: i want it to be a standalone um i'm being told by people that know that i should make it a series because people want series so I think I'm going to write it as a standalone, but with the potential that sure open it up to a series, because I don't have the time right now or the brain space to commit to a series. It
0: does take so, a lot, yeah.
1: Yeah, I forget the details. I never used to forget details before, but <laughs> now I do. <don't>, so my <laughs> yeah. wife tells me
0: that all the time. Is uh, mommy brain, right? It's a,
1: yeah, it's exactly. A... <laughs> mommy brain. So, um yeah, it's it's a really cool story. I'm really in love with it. And um I took a big break from it and I've just come back to it and gone, it's it's as good as I remember. So just great characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So is um is fantasy kind of like the genre that you stick with? Is that just your favorite thing to write or have you branched out at all? In-
1: uh, so i've always loved history i'm a yeah. big history buff but i don't think i'm good enough with getting details right to write historical fan- uh historical fiction so fantasy is a really good compromise where i can still write about the historical events i right. read about but in a completely made up world so if i get the details wrong oh well but yeah, then exactly. fantasy is still it's really a real close look at humanity um, when you strip away society and everything, sure. you can explore a facet of society, of, of, yeah, society or history or humanity. So, yeah, I, I really love it. So, for now, I stick with it. Um, I also write romance under a pseudonym, but we okay. won't talk about that here. <laughs> That's <fair. laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll leave that um, one we alone. A...
0: We'll, we'll stay, save that conversation. <laughs> yeah, because um,
1: yeah, but... you're fantasy as well, aren't you?
0: Yeah. You're fantasy
1: writer. Yeah.
0: I'm still up in the air about whether I, want to be strictly you know a fantasy mm-hmm. author um i'm still a ways away from getting past that anyway just yeah like i said i have two more books in me uh, as far as fantasy goes to write and i have some ideas about other stories i'm in love with the coming of age story so yeah. i feel like for me i could tell that same story without getting into the fantasy world but like you said the, the one of the big issues is having to stay in the real world and follow those rules you know and yeah. um I don't know if i always want to do that (laughs) yeah just just because i mean i think a lot of the fun of writing a fantasy series is building the world and the cultures Mm -hmm. and the characters and all those things and um you know it takes a lot of time but i think if you do it right then it makes such a rich story and it makes the story a lot more fun to write especially when Mm. people actually read it and tell you about it and ask you like how did you come up with this you know and i'm sure that's happened to you as well right so it's it's just such a rewarding thing to be able to do that and um and then i don't know it sounds probably kind of weird but you also get to visit that world on your own right and yeah yeah you get kind of have a piece of that that nobody else does which is i think there's a
1: piece of your there's a piece in your head that's just devoted to that world yeah it's it's peaceful there because it's it's just your creation and you can do what you want and yeah it's it's wonderful I, i really love that yeah yeah
0: um so in the big picture, you know, my podcast, my show, one of the lessons I like to focus on is writing. You know, the sense of immediacy and you know, not putting it off and not waiting. I'm just curious. when you said you went to Wales and the the dragons inspired you. How long did it take before you actually started writing the story? Like, uh, I mean, was it like a, a pretty immediate thing? Did you like, put it off for a little while? Or-
1: uh i'm a big researcher i don't do anything without doing my research first so it was probably six months of immersing myself in dragon law like reading every story i could sure um sneaking into my local university and finding the books in the you know in the in the library there um just reading up on yeah journal articles and mythologies and um finding dragons in pop culture as well. So I could see how dragons are represented in pop culture. So it was about six months of that before I sat down to write a short story that okay. then progressed to, to being more. Um, well,
0: that's a lot of research for a short story too. So, I mean, I'm sure you have just a wealth <laughs> of information. Um, uh,
1: but that was, that was uh, while I was working on a different story though. So okay. it was sort of that um, my passion project on the side of I'm doing this because it's exciting and interesting mm-hmm. to me. Um, and that was I was having a break from I'd gone from working full-time as a teacher to working full-time and studying part-time and I was just burnt out. So I'd taken that six months off working to just rest. So of course I spend that time researching dragons. (laughs) Why not? What's not restful about that though? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I had a lot more time back then. I was a lot younger. I had a lot more time to do that. It's, It's different now.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, now when, if you were to take six months off, it literally would be to rest. Right. Um, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I would be sleeping for the yep. first four of those months. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I'm curious, going back to, uh, you know, the beginnings of this, cause it, it's definitely intriguing. Yeah. When did you know you had like a story story? Cause I know you, you said, you know, the dragons intrigued you, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, what was it like that sparked like a story that, that would surround this dragon or these dragons?
1: I, it was the ending, so I had this scene in mind, this big kind of epic at the end of a big battle type scene. Um, it was this magic that happens, like a spell kind of thing that I, I don't, I can't give it, it's the end of yeah, I no. <laughs> so I have to be really careful. but. Um, There was a god in mythology called the God of Death and I was wondering how did he get the name of the God of Death because in none of the mythologies about him did he do anything bad, he was kind of a very vague character Um, and so I, I created why would he be called that, why would he come up with being called the God of Death and that he's actually just a secondary character in the story but that came up with the entire plot up to that point of uh, okay, why would this wizard be called the God of Death by the humans? And how are the dragons involved? And that got me the ending. And then I had to get this little girl, 13-year-old, half human, half dragon, to that point. So um had to introduce her to the dragons first and then get her to bring the dragons to the human world to then have the God of Death do his thing. So, That's amazing. Yeah. So
0: you basically had the ending figured out. Before you yeah. even started the story. And you stuck to it? Yeah. I mean, throughout the whole story, was it kind of like, I love this ending and I'm writing it? Was,
1: to- it was actually really hard to stick to it because I became attached to the characters. Yeah. And you can't have a god of death without people dying. Right. Sure. And once I realized, oh, this character I love, maybe, well, most definitely can't make it because that's what triggers everything. Yeah. Um, it was really hard to stick to it and my husband actually had to keep telling me like no stop pulling your punches go back and do it right so there are a few scenes like that my husband would like he'd read it and he'd hand it back and he'd go no you're being weak go back <laughs> do it how you know it should be done
0: and then it's yeah, it's definitely harder than they say because uh i don't know if you've heard the term kill your darlings
1: yeah yeah, yeah
0: and You know, I feel like that's a term that people tend to throw around in literature and writing and everything. And it sounds like such an easy thing to do, especially because you hear it a lot. But especially, like you said, especially with characters, it gets really tough to let go of them sometimes, you know, and you've put all this work, all this effort to literally creating Mm -hmm. a life and, you know, building one. And then all of a sudden you have to, right? That's the plan. Yeah, (laughs)
1: exactly, yeah. Uh, and that was something at the end of book two, and my world building meant a character died. And yeah. it was purely because of the magic I'd created in the world. It was it was honestly out of my hands. Uh, and when I realized that happened, I was devastated. And my brother was proofreading my book for me. And he's like, oh, wow, that's amazing. You set that up since book one. That was so cool. You did the magic to make that happen. And you had all of that go towards that. I was like, no, that was just i didn't know that was going to happen it was just the magic i created for this world meant that it had to and i realized yeah. i'd written myself into a corner and i was more devastated than anyone when it happened that's <laughs> but, how it yeah. goes
0: yeah I, I think that's funny how it works that a lot of times the reader doesn't understand how difficult it is for us to you know yeah. to actually kill somebody off and i mean i i, I, I live I,
1: in your head and then yeah you, you you do become attached to them like they're real right.
0: people and yeah. i that's again the same thing without giving anything away because my second book is coming out mm. next month and mm. i'm definitely going to have to deal with that too where you know somebody's going to die that people aren't going to be happy about <laughs> and you know my rationale is more i just love the drama that's going to come out of this happening mm. and the way it's going to progress the story forward where it just uh it just makes for a better story to to, you know Mm -hmm. for that to happen and you know like i mean i just hope people see it that way that like they think like oh my god you know all the things that unfold because of this one death you Mm -hmm. know are going to be so cool and so uh, you know but uh, i mean like you said people don't necessarily always see it that way they say why did you kill that person we love them i mean
1: i've never had readers complain like i meet a lot of readers at conventions and I've never had anybody come up to me and complain about it. It's just my brother. <laughs> so you know the person I have to see at family dinner. It's right. just him. <laughs>
0: yeah. But at least you can you 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 can respond the way you really want to with him, right? You can
1: just Yeah, exactly. Him, can be honest.
0: <laughs> just tell him to shut up or whatever. And yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, exactly. Shut up or I won't let you read anymore. There you go. Yeah. Or I'll yeah. make a
0: character that's based off of you and he'll be very embarrassing.
1: Oh no, he would love that. I <laughs> it's hard to embarrass him. Uh. Yeah. At least
0: he gets to be somebody, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. Um,
0: so I know you said um, one of your areas of expertise is like your ability to stay focused and, mm-hmm. you know, um, just write when you have to and just get down to it. So how do you manage that? Especially, I mean, you definitely have a lot going on with, a, mm-hmm. you know, a child and, um, you know, that kids definitely take up a lot of our time, energy, <laughs> Danger, you know, mental yeah. health. Right. So how do you make that happen?
1: It's, it's funny, since I've had my son, I've actually found it easier to focus because I have such little time okay. that when you've only got you know they say like the best time to be productive for an assignment is an hour before it's due. It's, it's kind of like that with my writing right. where I have Wednesday, a two-hour block on a Wednesday that's my time. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes dinner can go over time and so we don't start until late or, or I hear him screaming and I can't you know, focus. So I grab every minute I can grab and yeah. I just have to sit down and get to it. Um, but before that, like I said, I was working evenings not earning as much money as I could be earning so that I could write. And that was hard to stay focused. And it for me, it was all about accountability. So I would have my husband come home from work every day and ask me what writing I had done that day, if I had anything he could read for me. So he's he was always my alpha reader. Yeah. So he'd read scenes as I was writing purely as accountability. I didn't right. care too much about his feedback because the story's gonna change a yeah, lot sure. anyway. Um, but it was just that somebody there to tick off yes you've done your work for the day right. um, I was also part of a Facebook group called a okay. thousand words a day that was about okay has everybody written a thousand words a day and you usually hadn't but again it's, it comes down to accountability right. um, and the other thing that works really well for me is I have checklists so I have a list of what I want to work on next like four or five things that I want to work on it might be edit chapter 2 or rewrite this scene or, right. um, do some character building for this and i work through that list so i'm never coming back to a blank page i'm coming back to a set of instructions of okay what do i have to do now yeah that's a great strategy yeah Um, it really works for me i work well off lists and uh it also has that satisfaction of you cross something off and go yes i've I've achieved something today (laughs) um writing is such a long process you don't get those moments of oh I'm done because there's always something else that you can do right so the list helps me I get that little rush of endorphin of I've done something yeah and
0: so how do you uh, how do you deal with that like if you're in the middle of uh, say a writer's block where you just can't Mm -hmm. get anything out I mean do you find a different way to be productive or do you just try to force yourself to
1: it depends on I don't really get writer's block if I can't write it's usually anxiety so once I finish Um, Book two was really well received by my readers and I was getting a lot of emails, a lot of like really positive feedback and starting book three was really hard. Um, I had that anxiety of I'm not gonna live up to this expectation. So I just had to, I took a little bit of time away to deal with that anxiety. Um, Otherwise writer's block might be because you're exhausted, your brain just needs a break. And so that's when I'll go and I'll do some research or just read a book just for fun like i might pick up a real fluff piece of book mm-hmm. to just rest my brain sure yeah a TV and it's, and it's, show or whatever.
0: yeah it's nice to have that too and i think people tend to make you feel guilty mm. about that but it's great to have an outlet where you don't mm. have to think too much about something and, you know just enjoy it for what it is
1: yeah yeah and i i think but yeah i don't believe in writer's block for myself i i i, I don't believe in writer's block i think there's something else there that's okay creating that block in your brain sure. it's not that oh my muse isn't talking to me it's because there's something else going on right. so i try to identify what that something else is because as far as um i mean you know i wrote three books in five years like i, I don't tend to get stuck on yeah that makes sense where where i want to go next so i yeah, i find it really hard to give advice on how to get past writer's block because i don't i've never really <laughs> struggled with it sure yeah. no that
0: makes perfect sense and you know I can't say I disagree with you because like you said, the times that I find myself stuck, it's not so much that I can't write, it's more that um, I've probably come to a place where I'm just not sure where I wanna go next. And it doesn't necessarily mean that like, like, again, like you said, it's a block. It's just that, you know what? It's more planning that I need to do, more uh, outlining or more storyboarding or whatever it is. And I've definitely, I mean, I guess at this point I've probably been writing Around close to about twenty years, um, not mm. necessarily novel writing, but in some yeah. shape or form, right? And I, I think as I've gotten better at it and more experienced, I realized that uh, it's funny. As a teacher, we preach uh, pre-writing and you know planning and all yeah. that. And, yeah. Uh, it's funny how accurate that is. Where mm. the more I plan what I want to write and pre-write and organize and you know just jot down things in a notebook, and the more prepared I am about what I'm going to write going forward, the easier it becomes. And mm. Um, like you said uh, I rarely get writer's block as well just because I tend to know where I'm going before I sit down and actually get to it Um,
1: yeah it's great to talk to another planner because I always seem to hear people are pants pantsers it's called Mm -hmm. isn't it so yeah when because I'm a plotter they sort of yeah I always end up talking to a a pantser and it (laughs) seems like it's a whole different Beast that you're trying to deal with when you're yeah. a cancer. So yes, yeah, so whereas I plot out all my stories really methodically before I even start. Um, so same as you, I know where I'm going next. So even if I yeah. don't know this little bit, I could perhaps just leave it for now and and come back to it and right. um, spend more time with the characters or do a little bit of world building and and that will fill in that gap. Yeah, and yeah.
0: same thing. I mean, I don't like to necessarily continue the story if it doesn't make sense. You know, like if i haven't put the due time into figuring it out it's it's almost like you're just kind of writing to write you know instead of tell the story properly right um and And then it's it's
1: sort of you're throwing a lot of that away aren't you then you a lot of it will just not fit into the world especially for fantasy you've got to be so careful not to do anything that will break the world
0: right and and that's the thing and you know if you have dedicated readers they'll notice those kinds of things if it doesn't work. You know, if there's a loophole that you like, you know, that debunks the whole story Mm. or the system of magic or, you know, a plot hole where somebody said something in book one that (laughs) doesn't jive with book three, that and makes it all fall apart. You know, people do pay attention to those kinds of things. Oh,
1: I mean, writing dragons, my goodness, that people are so passionate about dragons, so at conventions they'll come up to me and they'll want to talk about you know in-depth mythology so you know you said oh you did six months of research before you wrote it's the best six months like (laughs) most valuable six months i've ever spent because people know like so much more than i do so yeah yeah they they have a real passion for it and will spend hours talking to you about it so you've got to make sure you know it inside and out
0: Yeah, and I I think people like to have that to relate to, you know, that it shows, it just shows that, uh, you know, you put the time and care into doing something that they care Mm. about too. Um, And so, yeah, I find myself uh, kind of in the same boat where I, um, at the end of my second book, I had this revelation of like a really cool final scene that Mm. just totally, you know, kind of twist things in a way that like i didn't even see coming up until like i had that like the the mm-hmm. end of book two i had planned before i was finished with my first book right and mm-hmm. and then for like the epilogue i just thought of like this really cool final piece and i was like i have to put it in there it's just oh, too, you know and it, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of messed me up for book three now because i realized, oh, no. like it, it's not <laughs> that it makes it impossible but I realize I really have to put in some thought into what I want to do next. And yeah. kind of like what you said, I'm taking a little break for a little while, just mm-hmm. uh, you know, probably until the summer to actually start writing that because you know, I, I, I just need to step away from it from a yeah. little bit before I get well, that. Well your get...
1: your book's coming out in a month, isn't it? Yes, pretty exactly much a month right. from today. So yep. yeah, I mean you're probably exhausted from all of the getting all ready for that anyway. So it's not a good time <laughs> to be creative. You've yeah, got a lot of yeah, admin that's... to do
0: which is yeah. you know why I get to work on this instead this is like yeah exactly you know, definitely yeah. <laughs> a different outlet that's uh also fun too so mm. um you know it's still being creative and talking about writing and being around writing but it's it's actually, all
1: part of the business of yeah. writing You so sort of you yeah. have to do all of that kind of thing yeah. so yeah it's all important <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: and yeah I, I find that like I think um you know as far as being productive as long as you're Doing something related to the craft, you know, whether mm. you know you're world building or something else, then you know, if you're not actually writing writing, then that's okay.
1: And I think people don't realise that even if you're traditionally published, marketing is still about ninety percent of the work. Mm-hmm. So I'm on my phone a lot because that's part of the job. I'm, you know, on social media I'm making TikToks or whatever, because that's part of my job. Uh, it took me a really long time to be at peace with the fact that I'm not wasting time. Yeah. I'm doing my job if I'm on social media so once I had that attitude it it kind of something switched in my brain and I was like okay no that's still writing that's still working towards that end goal of being a writer. right yeah
0: what have you found to be like I guess the the best ways to promote yourself to market yourself to put yourself out there
1: um I've always sold in person until the pandemic that's always been my biggest selling is conventions Mm -hmm. because I'm really good at talking to people one-on-one and meeting new people social media is something I really struggle with it's always felt really fake to me I don't like being disingenuous is that I don't even know if that's a word um it is yeah no it (laughs) makes perfect sense I totally
0: understand what you mean
1: it took me a long time to be comfortable with even just posting stuff about myself yeah and um, I had my, I did a post yesterday on Instagram and my cousin commented and I was like, oh my goodness, like my family can see what I'm writing. <laughs> it was something about my grandma that I'd written and I was like, oh no, she knows her, she knew her too. Um, that's the sort of thing it takes me a really long time to get comfortable with. Right. Um, I've just moved into TikTok because okay. I had a writer friend, Gia Thomas, she kept saying, do TikTok, it's great, do TikTok, it's great. And I'm only just getting comfortable just with being on video now so yeah but that's already sold me maybe a handful of books oh good that's so awesome. yeah yeah it's all just momentum and yeah getting your name out there getting people right. seeing your name familiarizing themselves with you and eventually like oh, i've heard that someone that person before maybe their books must be i must have heard someone say their books are good and then sort of yeah that
0: that's a great thing to hear too i, I actually i think maybe for one of the first times heard that last fall at at a writer's or an author's uh conference like um an event where you know just a reader came up and said oh I've heard of this one you know I was like oh yes (laughs) (laughs) it's it's happening
1: (laughs) yeah exactly yeah um my newsletter is good as well that's because that's people that are Signed up because they've met me or they've read my books, or or, and that's a that's a good one. I send that out monthly, okay. And I seem to get quite a good response from my newsletter too. But I'm I'm really not an expert at marketing because I've always relied on being able to go to conventions and to schools. But you know, I I used to be a teacher. I have a lot of ins with schools, so you know, schools stock my books and stuff. So I haven't had to until now, until the last couple of years, I haven't had to do the online things. So i'm always trying to just pick up advice here and there yeah and learn yeah as I
0: go. it's kind of nice that things i mean at least here i don't know down in australia but have started to open up in the past since like last summer where mm-hmm. you know i think um since last summer i was mm-hmm. lucky enough to be able to do uh two you know author events and mm-hmm you know, it it was just so nice to be able to, you know, talk to people again, you know, and have like those conversations, like you said, you know, about books and writing and, Mm. you know, those kinds of things. Um, Because like you said, even with social media, you kind of feel stuck behind something. It's like you Mm. don't get to really meet people, right? And so you're you're limited to just people with comments or likes Mm. or, you know, whatever it might be, but you never get those real interactions. And I think that's a lot of times... I miss
1: that, yeah.
0: Yeah, a lot of times I think for authors, that's what sells us the most is us, us being able to talk passionately about our story, right? To people yeah. right in front of us. So, um, People you know. see
1: that excitement in your yeah. eyes and they yeah. get the, they catch that excitement. Yeah, it's, it's really hard to do. That. And I don't like talking about my books too much on social media because I, it's supposed to be social, right? Right. So whereas at a convention, that's what people, everybody's there for that. So that's the one they reason, come yeah. to the indie press zone to talk to authors yeah yeah so it's it's easier to sell when you know that that's what somebody is that the other person is there right that's yeah they're there for you
0: to talk about your book and yeah yeah (laughs) and it it, yeah it doesn't feel like you're shoving it down their throat because that's why they came yeah
1: Yeah, exactly yeah um so
0: i'm
1: looking forward to that yeah
0: i guess uh before we finish up was Mm -hmm. there anything um i guess that we we hadn't uh spoken to or talked about that like you wanted to uh discuss or um
1: not really i i was i just wanted to have a conversation with a real person To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes i'm getting a babysitter and let's talk to somebody oh, talk you, to writer. Yeah. next time yeah. you can just tell
0: your husband that you're doing this but not an actual podcast right and
1: then <laughs> yeah, exactly. you just
0: sit quietly in a room for, for a couple of hours
1: <laughs> you know, occasionally laugh out loud or something So that <laughs> I'm talking to somebody yeah there you yeah. go <laughs> yeah um, no it was just um great to yeah be able to have a chat with another writer and-
0: absolutely yeah and you know uh in the previous episode that I had uh me and uh the other author's name is Dennis Crosby that's uh, one of the things that we were saying too is um just as authors it's so nice to talk to other authors and uh you know just see who's out there and what advice they have what experiences they yeah. have just because you uh, don't like meet this,
1: them otherwise
0: yeah exactly we're all
1: hidden away in our houses writing <laughs> yeah. you know hunched over a computer we don't get out very often so.
0: yeah yeah. And, yeah and and i think there's also that common uh misconception that like people don't want to talk to you you know or people are closed off and mm. it, it's it's funny because then you actually start talking to another author everybody's so open and helpful and you yeah know, they're wants so to, friendly yeah, yeah hear about what you've done and you know share mm. their own experiences and it's it's a great time um okay so i guess uh before we go where can we mm-hmm. find you online um social media um if you want yeah, to share
1: so instagram's probably the one that you're most likely to find me on she's just at ash oldfield author um on instagram same with tiktok it's at ash oldfield author i'm also on twitter if you want the like instant reply that's at ash oldfield yeah i'm all over all, all over the internet <laughs> okay. uh, uh, i also interview authors over at um ash oldfield.com um your interview will be coming out in a month that's, that's how i right. know when yeah, your book sense. is coming out yeah <laughs>
0: that yeah exactly um, it's great timing
1: yeah so yeah that's where you find me it's google ash oldfield I, I should be the one who comes up there's also a dog <laughs> breeder who comes up i don't know who they are but that's
0: funny yeah. but i'm sure yeah i'm sure we'll figure out pretty quickly that's not you
1: yeah so <laughs> if it's if it's greyhounds it's not me gotcha if it's okay. dragons it's me yeah <laughs>
0: all right well thanks so much it was great chatting with you uh hopefully we'll do it again sometime um yeah it was great to actually
1: see you see your face normally (laughs) it's just we're behind a computer screen emailing back and forth and also yeah thanks so much for this yeah yeah,
0: of course I don't really get to speak to people on the other side of the world very often so you know (laughs) it's uh, definitely a great experience for me as well but thanks for coming on uh you know everything that you know, discussed and shared was so enlightening and you know oh, so helpful uh, not you thank know, you
1: uh, i ramble so hopefully it made sense to your listeners uh,
0: yeah i do that too so i'm gonna go back and listen to this and realize like yeah all the uh, you <laughs> knows and ums and things that i said so yeah, yeah it's, it's fine but uh, again thanks for being on the show and
1: that's well, my pleasure uh, you know for
0: those of you out there thanks for listening in uh we'll do it again next week uh see you then have a great day